welcome back to the Shelter Island podcast, the podcast where we shoot the shit and compare the lives of a Brit and a Yankee. I'm your host, Mason Carmen, and once again, I'm joined by my good old friend from across the pond, Jack Carmowitz. Hi, Mo. How are we doing this week? Oh, we're doing awesome today, Mason. We're chilling outside here. It's a beautiful day up here in Syracuse, so I took the podcast outside today. Very nice. That's, that's a first movie, that, isn't it? Yeah, we got a, a nice little live audience here from my roommates. So, <laughs> and once out. again, yeah, once again, we are joined by a very special guest, Ryan King. But before we introduce him, we're all going to call him Coach. So I want you all to do the same. Ryan, Coach King, how are we doing, my friend? Doing pretty good. Just uh, it's about eighty-five degrees and sunny down here in Florida, so it's life's life's good. See, I'm, I'm very jealous because you like you guys right now are enjoying the sun, whereas I'm in England and it's still a bit cold. We've got a bit of sun, but it's nowhere near Florida heat, which I'm, I'm a bit jealous of. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, as always on the podcast, we always like catching up with some of our old friends, and we're going to go all the way back. We always cast our minds back, and for everyone, we always cast our minds back to camp because that's where it all began. And at camp, Ryan, you were the America football coach, weren't you? Um, yeah, yeah, I was a flag, uh, flag football specialist. Yeah, can you just explain to me, like, well, first of all, uh, what made you apply to camp and what did you think of it? Uh, well, just kind of starting out, um, I worked for the YMCA for about six years, kind of all through high school, into college a little bit, um, and really kind of got to a point where there was nothing else for me to go in terms of, I mean, I was a, involved in a I was a director one summer. I just kind of, you know, the, the room for growth within there was kind of done and over with. And I said, yeah, you know what? Summer going to senior year. Um, why not see what else is out there? Um, ended up applying to, uh, I think it was 12 different camps kind of all around the country. Um, and instantly I got accepted or um, offered a position with every camp that I applied to. I kind of hit it off right away with Iggy. Um, who was the um, athletic director on uh, Silver Lake, I believe. And just kind of built a relationship with him pretty quick. And, um, you know, ultimately that led to me going to uh, Camp Chippenau. Well, that's crazy, though. You said that you've been accepted into every single camp. Like, I, I went to a placement affair for mine. Yeah. And so many of them. Mason didn't get into anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I got re- I got pied. I got rejected from so many places. Got to the final stage of the interview, and they're like, "Yeah, sorry, we don't want you." And it's like, "Well, you just wasted twenty five minutes of my time. There's no point now. I'm, I'm not going to get that time back." That's to funny. be fair, though, to be fair, though, it's pretty desirable to have an American specialist counselor because you don't have to worry about visas or different kinds of payment or things like that. So I'm not really surprised that you were pretty desirable in the hiring process. Yeah, and I was experience wise, I, I I was already a varsity football coach at the time um i'd already had that experience under my belt and i had ran sports camps for about six years um in various roles so i kind of fit exactly what they were looking for so it kind of um kind of worked out with because uh, every camp i applied for was a sports camp yeah i mean i flag football is kind of always the most popular activity at least that i've sort of seen so um Obviously, like they they want to fill it with someone that had experience, not like Mason, who's like, yeah, I can press some buttons and I guess get thrown into radio. <laughs> I, I, I remember I completely winged that as well, um, because when I when I applied for it, I was um, I was eighteen when I applied for it, but I would have been nineteen when I went out to camp. And halfway through the interview, they said we normally only let people twenty years or older to kind of apply for the position. 
And I, I literally done a, like two student radio shows before this interview. And I said, yeah, I do student radio all the time. Yeah, I'm very experienced in it. <laughs> the role, so. <laughs> a little white lie doesn't hurt anybody, but. <laughs> Wait, so, so, so then when you sort of got the job, like what were you like expecting going in? Like, like being an American, did you know people that went to summer camp or did you go to summer camp as a kid? I, I don't really know how it works sort of in the, in the Midwest where you're originally from. Yeah, so in the Midwest, going to camp's a thing, but it's like you're there for a couple of days, maybe a week. Um, right. I had I had worked at an overnight camp before um, called YMCA Camp Miller, um, and it was I spent the summer there, but it was only about it was about thirty minutes from my college town, so I was able to go home, go back there on the weekends because um, it wasn't like like chipping on um, Silver Lake where it was the same kids there for pretty much the whole entire summer. Obviously, Silver Lake they switched out halfway through. Um, but this camp itself is, it was a YMCA camp. The kids came for five days, they went home. So, um, it was a little bit different. Um, growing up, I didn't, I went to like day camps, um, as I got a little bit older, um, but never any overnight camps. I really wasn't sure what to expect. Right. And then once you landed in New York and eventually got yourself to camp, uh, what was that like for you? And have you ever been to, to New York before from the Midwest? Is this oh, your first time over there? Yeah. So it was my first time in New York. Um, didn't know what to expect. I got off the plane with my luggage. And, um, by the time, you know, I kind of talked to some people and they're like, Hey, take this bus and go to, um, where, where we meet. Um, and it was like five miles. So I was like, Oh dude, that's easy. Like I'll get there plenty of time. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and, you know, keep in mind. I mean, I grew up small town, 30,000 people grew up on a farm. Um, you know, it takes me four minutes to get five miles and I get on this bus and I kid you not, I think it's a hundred million degrees on that bus. I can't breathe. <laughs> There's 900 people on this thing. I'm like, what the heck did I just get myself into? And um, end up getting there like literally five minutes before the bus leaves, hop on. And um, I was sitting next to them. I can't remember their names. We were friends at camp, um, but I, I was sitting next to um, these girls and they were talking about hot dogs. Um, and this was the bus <laughs> and they were talking about how they've never seen anything like it before. And I had told them straight up like, Hey, that, you know, I, I won't eat that if I were you. And they're like, why? And I'm like, well, you know, here, like we eat a lot of cats and dogs, but that, that's, the part of the dog, that's the part of the dog you don't want to eat. And they looked at me for a good two minutes, like in disbelief. And you guys know how I am. I can kind of mess around and, and uh, <laughs> legit. And I didn't say anything to anyone for like a good two minutes. And they were like almost sick to their stomach. And they kind of said, yeah, you know, I'm just joking. Like, you know, a hot dog is a hot dog. Like, not that and uh, so that, that was pretty funny. When I got to camp, it was, you know, nothing. I really wasn't, was I expected at all. Um, you know, I, I got to camp. You know, we dropped our stuff off. We went down the road to friends. And the first thing I see is um, when we get there, like this guy goes, hey, you know, um, those are like the returners. Like the, re the returners aren't, you know, they're not that cool, you know, like they don't really they don't really welcome new people. And I kind of laughed and I was like, ah, everyone kind of says that, you know, they're, you know, kind of <laughs> everything else. But I just kind of brush it off and I we get off the bus and there's a guy named Remy. Um doing a shoey yeah <laughs> and uh something i've never seen before and i had my fair share of fun in college and 
I, I looked at uh, I looked at him and I said, I don't know about you, but I'm going over there by him. And uh, <laughs> I said, look, and I walked over there right away and started uh, dummying beers and quickly became very close with all of those guys. So um, to this the day, the returners I, were like, we'll take you. <laughs> yeah, to this day, I couldn't tell you the kid's name. I couldn't tell you the role of it, the role he had at that camp, but I kind of laughed when he said that. And I instantly um, became super tight with all those guys. So um, wasn't what I expected, but hands down, the most fun summer I've ever had. Like what, whenever I explain to people who coaches, I mean, like that's, that's exactly like nail on the head, how it is. Like he'll go up to anyone, make friends, anyone. And in five minutes, he's best friends with every single person in the bar that he's in, you know? Yeah. And I'll tell you another story. Um, actually how the name coach came about. Um, and I don't know how many people know this story, except for the people that are kind of directly there. So I don't think I know this one either. So, um, so I obviously brought a football to camp um, and you can buy a $20 football at Walmart and it's a crappy football. Well, yeah. the footballs that I have are as a coach, they're called uh, like Wilson GSTs. It's like a hundred dollar football. They're using all the games. Um, they're pretty expensive. And I brought one to camp um, and, you know, just throw around in the downtime, you know, really wasn't expecting to use it with the kids ever. Um, but Jordan goes in my room one day and this was, I think this was probably the second day at camp, you know, before orientation, everything started, the kids weren't there yet. Um, we're just kind of starting to get to know each other. He takes my football and didn't really ask. I really didn't care. Um, and starts throwing it like it's a rugby ball. <laughs> and, and you guys, know, you guys know how I operate. And I went over there and I said, no, like you don't throw it like that. You got to go overhand and, I, uh, he kind of said something and I said, well, you know, this is America. We, we throw, we throw overhand here and uh, <laughs> messing around with them, you know, cracking jokes and, um, really didn't want to come off as a, as a prick. Cause I didn't know him that well yet. Um, and he tried throwing overhand and I tell you what, if it was duck hunting season, you could have shot that thing in a second. <laughs> so, I, I ended up teaching him how to throw a football and it, it took a couple minutes, but I, I kid you not. Um, you know, I, the PE teacher in me, um, I taught him the same way I would teach a kindergartner. And um, a kindergartner probably did it better. Probably step-by-step, step, you know, <laughs> hold it next to your ear, throw it, throw it like a phone. And, um, after a couple of tries, he was able to get a little good little spiral on it. And he looked at me and he's like, your coach. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm a coach. He goes, no, like, that's your nickname. I said, no, like, just call me Ryan or King, whatever. Like, um, he goes, no, it, it's coach. And I think within like four hours, everyone was just calling me coach. <laughs> <laughs> and I told him like four times, like, no, like, I don't, cause like, that's what I am back home. Like as a, as a football coach and a teacher and everything, like, um, you know, it's just crazy. Cause like, I kept saying no, no, no. And now like people from, camp hit me up and it's like if there was one person that i would want to give me that name it's, it's jordan um yeah. you know so it's just uh coach now in the, my day-to-day -day life has, has its own meaning but um when you talk about coach at camp you know it's uh obviously as we all know um has a little bit more of a meaning to that because because yeah of jordan. 
And if I, if I remember, you had the elder kids. Uh, so me and Jaimo, we had the youngest ones possible. We oh, had yeah. the inters. So oh, yeah. sometimes they were right little brats, okay? <laughs> sometimes? <laughs> were, yeah, most of the time. <laughs> yeah, well, what was it like? Because you had the elder ones. What was it like having them? It was awesome, man. Um, you know, I was able to build a relationship with them instantly. Um, being the fact that I was a coach back home, and that they knew that um, I think there was an instant level of um, respect for me um, just because a lot of the kids I had were athletes in high school. Um, so I had the oldest group possible be before they were waiters. I had the super seniors. Um, you know, I was able to mess around with them. You know, I, I said something, they listened. Um, every now and then they, you know, try and um, argue and everything else. And I kind of just laugh at them. And as soon as they saw that, they're like, all right, we got it. No worries. <laughs> so but being an elder counselor is more of like a friendship, big brother type thing. Whereas no our role, our role was more of a actual parental, like teaching them how to do basic day-to-day -day <laughs> skills. <laughs> yeah. I remember looking over a couple of times at you two and Declan and I tell you what, at no point was I jealous. <laughs> 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 yeah because it's it's weird because the way that our camp is laid out it's like the the youngest kids is right next to the oldest kids which you would never think is ever a good idea yeah and i remember <laughs> i remember waking up some mornings and just looking over and i got you know my hair in every which direction and groggy <laughs> haven't had a shower in three days and look over and there's there's big declan the size of a tree <laughs> trying to get the little kids to walk in a straight line going to going to um line up in the morning and I'm sitting there like, all right, guys, let's go. What would it take you to trade for one day? Well, four cases of beer, we'll call it good. <laughs> uh, speaking of beer then, um, one thing that we've always brought on with our guests on the podcast and everyone has their own unique memory of the lovely town of Monticello. It's the place that everyone goes to have a beer, get a bit, I can see you smiling now. <laughs> I just want to ask, um, if you could narrow it down to one standout Monty memory, what would yours be? One standout Monty memory, you know, that might be a toughest question I've had um, <laughs> ever. Um, because for whatever reason, when I went to Monty, um, I never woke up remembering anything. So, <laughs> um, I know we had a lot of fun in Monty. Um, you only I, know through pictures. <laughs> still to this day, joke around about, you know, having a reunion at Monty for one weekend. Like, what would happen? Um, and I'll stop you there and I'll refer to a, a memory that's a little more clear in my head. Um, we went to Skinner's Falls and we all know Skinner's just as much as we know Monty. I go get the tent set up. You guys go get the beer. And for the longest time, like they were like, hey, like let's, um, let, let's shotgun beer because apparently over there you guys don't do it like it's a normal thing. Right. I had to teach Mason how to shotgun. Yeah, in the UK, we don't really shotgun. Yeah, beer. so we, they we were made like, a torpedo hey, with bottles, but yeah, shotgun yeah, is like, properly yeah, American. How to shotgun? <laughs> so I was like, "All right, you get you get the beer up, you know, I'll, I'll set up the tents." And 
I'm setting everything up. They come over with four or two plastic bags. I said, where's the beer? And he's like, well, it's right here. We got beer malts instead. I said, oh, what the hell did you get? And they pull out four locos, two for each of us. Oh, and they wanted to shotgun them? And they wanted to shotgun them. Oh. And I looked at them and I said, listen, you don't want to do that. Because <laughs> I've done it one other time in college. Um, you don't want to do that. They're like, no, it's just a beer malt. We're fine. They're like, it's 12%. It hits you harder. I said, okay, buddy. So I showed him how to shotgun and we shotgunned him. Um, I took, you know, we didn't rip it. It's six, there's 16. I mean, probably more than 16 ounces, honestly. Um, Took about two or three rips per, per can, but they got two cans for each of us. And about 25 minutes later, I remember going to the bathroom. And I don't remember walking back from the bathroom. <laughs> but, and I remember this distinctly. I woke up the next morning, like, couldn't tell you what happened. I woke up in a hammock, like, in the woods. Like, don't know where the hammock came from. But I wasn't next to anyone from camp. I was in a hammock by <laughs> myself in the woods. And to this day, it is, like, one of the most fond memories of just, like, what the hell just happened. And How did they feel after? Oh, I mean, I everyone was dead. I mean, that was the same day I got sunburnt laying by the dang rock. Oh, yeah. Where you I got sunburnt really bad. Um, but Monty wise, honestly, there was um and Jack, I think you have videos of this. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it was the last night. And if you know anything about me and Monty, for some reason I always woke up in a bathtub. Um, and it was kind of just a, I mean, Mason can attest to that. Always in a bathtub, um, because we'd cram like five people in the bed and I'd be like, I ain't touching that. Um, and see, I would, I'd wake up in a bathtub for whatever reason. And, um, I think it was the last night when everyone was there. It was just like, it was just a gong show the whole time. Um, and, uh, (laughs) I could tell you some stories, but it depends how far we're willing to go on this uh, old talk show. I, I, rem- I, I was going to say w- one of my fondest memories is definitely that last Monty night when we're all like perched up on that porch before the bar opens and we're all just everywhere. Just people are everywhere. Oh yeah. And- I remember Connor was up there. I mean, I was screaming USA. I mean, oh, it yeah. was, uh, it, it was, I remember as well, you were screaming Donald Trump constantly as well. <laughs> that- <laughs> <laughs> That, that might have happened. Um, I might have had a <laughs> baseball jersey, but, uh, you know, it was – Monty was, was one in its own. I mean, that was a blast. Oh, yeah. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. Uh, you know what time it is. It is Beer of the Week. Uh, it's an especially good Beer of the Week day because we got uh, Coach Ryan King here with us. Uh, we're going to break open some beers. What do you boys got this week? I'm going with the good old uh, Coors Light. You know, it uh, it never hurts. It's always, the mountains are always blue. Um, it uh, definitely packs some pounds on with it, but uh, that was <laughs> I've got uh, I've got a match with you as well, mate. Um, you mentioned as well, I-, I was trying to find a beer called Michelob Ultra, which you've had before on the podcast, Imo. And then yep. you say it's from Minnesota, which is where you're from. So there's a beer called Michelob Golden Light. Oh, okay. 
and it's only sold in Minnesota. Like the cans have like a Minnesota logo on it. Um, so when I moved down to Florida, it, I brought like five cases with me. Um, cause I couldn't fit any more in my Jeep. And <laughs> unfortunately those are long gone. Um, but, uh, how quick did you get through them? Quick, pretty quick. So what happened, <laughs> I got down here. Um, I was supposed to start like three days after I moved to Florida and COVID hit even worse in Florida. So they said, all right, we're going to push school off for a month. So I was getting paid as a teacher down here, but I didn't work for a month. So <laughs> I was on a month, on a month vacation with a beach 12 miles from my house. You guys all, can all imagine how that went over. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, so, yeah. Like I was saying, I couldn't get my hands on one of them. So I've gone for a cause light as well. Yeah, yeah, I know I what you're going for. So the only Minnesota beer that I've ever actually had, I think is hams, um, which is, is, is a good beer. It's okay. But unfortunately I couldn't get a hold of hams today. So oh, I went for the next. Well, that's just fine. Cause that's like a death sentence. If you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of death sentence, I went for a close second and I got close to Minnesota. I went a little bit further to Wisconsin and got some Milwaukee's best. And what don't be that? Don't don't be deceived work. by don't be deceived by the name of Milwaukee's best because if that's the best Milwaukee can offer, nobody should go there. It's like seven dollars <laughs> for a twenty four pack. It's yeah, it's oh I'm I, I I signed my own death warrant for all of you listening today. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're not going for the most extravagant beers on this week, have we? But um, without further ado, lads, I think we should crack these open. All right. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Oh, you know, these, these are better than I originally thought they were. What were you expecting? Well, I I've had them before in like a fraternity basement setting. So, you know, they're like warm and bubbly and you like shotgun them and they just kind of don't sit well. But I mean, like these have actually been chilling in my fridge for a while and they're, they're not bad. Coach, how's yours? Uh, delicious. The mountains are blue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine. I, I would say mine ain't too bad. I just I don't, doesn't taste of much. I don't know if it's the UK's does, version or not. But does Coors cost more money because it's technically an import? No, it's cheap as chips there as well. Love it's that. Cheap, it's one of the more expensive domestic beers down here. Mm. It's like is it Coors is expensive down in Florida? Yeah, it's like it's took twenty two for a for uh for a twenty four pack. Oh wow, that's pretty much roughly all the same as us. So like we we don't we need to do I said like we do cans and bottles of course. Yeah, and it's about we 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 don't do we're not as big as you lot. We don't have twenty four packs. We have twelve, and they're normally about ten pounds. Maybe you can even get them for eight pounds sometimes. That will cause then um, rating out of ten, coach. Coors Light. Probably a probably a seven, honestly. Um, it took me a long time to like them. Um, honestly, I started liking them because I was home for one summer, and it's all my dad will buy. Um, <laughs> I kind of forced myself to like them. <laughs> That's pretty much what I do. I, I just force myself to like the beers that my dad buys. So yeah. pretty much that. So, uh, Jaime, how about yours? Uh, I'm going to give it a solid 4.7. 
solid. That's the lowest <laughs> one yet. <laughs> well, if you would have had a hams, it would have been about a two, so. <laughs> if I didn't want to yak right now, I would shotgun this for you boys. But I'm not going to do that. Oh, go on. You said it now. My roommates just all called me a pussy. <laughs> yeah, you're... <laughs> you haven't got the bottle to down that. I'm getting put on the spot here on Shelter Island, the podcast. Uh, Coach, what do you reckon? Do you reckon he should do it? I don't think he's got the balls for it. (laughs) (laughs) He's gone for it. Ow, I just got my nail caught in that. Fuck, that hurts. All right. Uh, You guys can't see this, but uh, maybe we'll post it on our Instagram later for a little magic. So cheers to the beers. Making a mess. Hi, well, I think you put half of that on your neck, dog. <laughs> Where's the rest of it gone? <laughs> Ooh, that hurts. We might have our first on-screen yak. No. Don't you that dare you're gonna throw up from that. These are oh. gross beers, bro. You've had a can. <laughs> yeah. These cans are big. They're 16 ounces. That's a that's a pint. That's big. Do you need to lie down or something, mate? I think you should move on with the podcast. I'll just be here. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Shelter Island, the podcast. And um, Jaimo's still a little bit queasy from trying to shotgun his beer. He's still half of it down him, but... Uh, never mind, we'll carry on. Uh, so, go back to you, coach. Of course, the reason why you're called coach is you coach American football. Um, after camp, you went to go teach college football. Uh, what was that like? Yeah, so um, after camp, I had – it was my senior year of college. Um, um, so, I would went on and uh, finished up the season up there, you know, graduated from college. Um, you know, like I said earlier in the podcast, I had to – I mean, that, that morning of, I had to say bye to whoever I saw, and I had to split because I had to fly to catch uh, back to Minnesota. Um, coached there for a year. Um, finished, obviously, I, gra- I graduated college, and it was time for me to move on. Um, so I, I was at that high school for three years. Um, and kind of after that, it's been uh, quite a ride, honestly. Um, I moved to South Carolina, um, coached at a high school out there, absolutely loved it, um, you know, it was a blast. Um, I was an elementary PE teacher. I was a varsity football coach, varsity baseball coach. Um, really kind of everything I was looking for at the time. Um, and it was, uh, end of the school year. Um, I got a phone call from a buddy of mine, um, saying, Hey, you know, are you interested in coaching college football? Um, you know, I, I have a connection to potentially get you in. Um, and I was all about it. Um, it was, uh, an interviewed and everything went great. Um, so the day after the school year, or excuse me, the day after, um, yeah, the day after the school year ended, I hopped, loaded up my car and I drove from South Carolina, um, basically like the Myrtle beach area, um, to Minot, North Dakota, which is basically dead center in the middle of North Dakota, all the way to the top 45 minutes from Canada. Um, and I didn't know there was, I didn't know there were people out there. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was, um, there was, it took me 27 hours to get from South Carolina to my parents' house in Minnesota. I stayed there for a day. Um, and then I loaded everything back up and I drove eight hours to Minot. 
Um, oh my God. And it was, it was quite a ride. Um, you know, I absolutely love Minot. I was able to coach college football. I was a linebackers coach. It was a division two college um, in the NSIC, which is one of the better, uh, it's really one of the most competitive division two conferences um, in the country. Um, and absolutely love my time there. I met a lot of amazing people, coached for a lot of amazing coaches, still stay in touch with them today. Um, and COVID hit and, you know, there was no season and it kind of shafted me just as hard as it shafted everyone else. Um, so I had got a um, phone call from actually the same guy saying, Hey, come on down to Florida. We're wide open. Um, <laughs> and I want you to come coach for me and teach for me. And um, so I once again, packed my bags and um, called up my best friend and said, Hey, you want to go to Florida and teach and live the dream for a year or two? And he's like, yeah, sure. Why not? So he packed his bags up too. And we drove down about three days later. Um, and uh, I got here and I'm, I'm the, um, assistant head coach, offense coordinator, special teams coordinator. Um, so I'm doing a lot, um, a lot more than any other coach is doing. Um, but I absolutely love it. Um, I'm actually in the process of kind of getting out, um, not away from the sport, but, you know, I, I finished my master's degree in May, um, a master's in sports management. Um, and I'm, I'm honestly kind of looking to get into um, more of a management role within a team. Um, like a director of operations or uh, recruiting operations, um, marketing, analytics, um, something like that. That's a little less stressful on the body. Um, you know, because as a coach, you you rely on a kid age 15 to 21 for your uh, your success. So, um, you know, and it's uh, something I've been thinking about a lot of lately, you know, um, one trade coaching for the world. Um, but you know, if I can get a, a front office job somewhere, whether it's with a college or, um, you know, I, I, I've talked with, um, a good buddy of mine works for the Vikings and he's trying to get me in there. I'm Minnesota Vikings as a scout. Um, That'd be awesome. you know, who, who knows what will shake from it. Um, just kind of talking right now. Um, obviously they're more busy than you can imagine right now, free agency and everything. So, um, you know, it's a shot in the dark, but, um, you know, if not, uh, probably headed back to Minnesota after this year. Um, you know, just, uh, get back up there and I'll, I'll teach at a school and coach football. Um, if I can't find something, but, um, you know, I'd, I'd really like to kind of get back in the, or get into the, the management, the marketing side of things with, with a team there. Well, obviously we're more of a soccer kind of country compared to American yeah. football. And right. I, I'd even, I'd even arguably say, I mean, it is football is football. Like you kick it with your foot. So you, 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 Yours is basically like a, a pussy version of rugby, really, but uh, we'll get on to that a little bit later on. Uh, I can see I've angered you there. Nathan, I will invite you. I will invite you to come here and strap on the pads and see if you still want to call it a pussy version of rugby. I think I'll say that back. There will be kids, there will be kids six there will be kids six years younger than you kicking the crap out of you. Mate, that'll me. That'll absolutely fascinate me. <laughs> Anyways. That's why I always uh, that's why I always think the college games are incredible. Like yeah, the, right. the atmosphere you guys get is insane. I mean, I wish I could could have experienced uh, an American sports college venue, but <laughs> I got I got a bit too drunk and I ended up in hospital. So um, that, yeah, that didn't really work out for me. But um, it's always on it's on the list. It's on the bucket list, regardless. <laughs> you're always you're always welcome to come back. Yeah. Well, now I've got the invite back to put the pads on. I'm not entirely sure. 
I'm shitting myself. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> so obviously, now you've mentioned, Coach, you're back down in Florida. Uh, what exactly? Well, you briefly mentioned what you're doing in Florida. What's it like down there regarding the whole COVID situation? Is it quite relaxed? Is it chill? Oh, uh, well, COVID like, doesn't exist down there. Florida's wide open. Uh, <laughs> Florida is, uh, Florida's exactly where I need to be during this pandemic. Um, you guys can probably just knowing me on a, on a personal level, know how I feel about this whole thing. Um, yeah. you know, obviously I understand it. I respect it. Um, you know, I have to wear a mask at work. I'm a teacher. Um, but you know, it's pretty wide open. Um, you know, and it's, it's just interesting to see that the numbers, um, not increasing, um, obviously not decreasing either. Um, but still kind of flatlined. Um, obviously we're not like Texas. Texas said, you don't have a, you don't need to have a mask wherever you go. Um, right. so some States are kind of starting to do that. I think, um, Mississippi did it as well. Um, our governor was actually in, you know, Mason, you'll like this. Our governor was actually in Daytona beach last weekend. Um, at a biker rally with no mask on drinking beers with all the bikers. So, <laughs> that's, that's how the Florida that's governor so, That's feels. so America. I'm sorry. <laughs> the Florida governor feels okay, so, so Mason, Mason tells me, he reminds me about every episode or every week that I speak to him that I am the most American person he's ever met. But I would like to one-up him and say that Coach is the most American person that I have ever met. How do you that's feel a, about that? That's a that big statement accusation. from you, Jaime, the fact that you're a proper yank and you're saying that Coach is the biggest one you've ever seen. Okay, but I, I, I'd like to say that there's there's a difference between a yank and just a straight-up American patriot. I mean, like, we're <laughs> we're all red, white, and blue loving folk here, but I mean, like, like Coach is just another breed. <laughs> I think even Coach knows it, look. <laughs> I think you might be right on that one, Mason. I uh, <laughs> I always love doing this kind of thing because you get to really think back at everything you did at camp, um, the stuff that you don't even really remember. Um, and I remember, Mason, you might have been next to me. I, I think you were next to me. I, I could be wrong, though. But I was. we were doing – it was right away at camp. We were doing the tour – and um we i was walking next to declan and i swear it was you mason to this day i think it was and declan kind of looked at me and he's like so you're from america and i said yeah and he's like so like do you have guns at home (laughs) (laughs) and i didn't know what to say because looking back, there's one underneath my bed back in college at this time. <laughs> and I'm, I'm in New York. And I said, yeah, I have, uh, I have my, I have access to them. And he just kind of went crazy. He's like, you kidding me? You kidding me? Like, he's like, this is America. Like, and I was just like, man, like I use my guns to go duck hunting and deer hunting in the, you know, it's, I don't have access to a, assault rifle by any means right. but um, <laughs> grew up on a farm i love to duck hunt i love to love to deer hunt and everything and um you know it was just crazy to see their reaction and i think vic was actually next to us too and i don't think she talked to me for like three days after that <laughs> <laughs> if i remember correctly i think it was like three days oh, it's, that's crazy. It, it, it's crazy that like 
of course, around that time also, like every single foreign person would come up to you and before they even ask for your name, they go, so uh, do you like Donald Trump? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think that's one of the very first things I asked you actually. And and everyone is going to say that for like the next 50 years. Like it doesn't matter where he is. Like people are going to say that as long as foreign people are talking to an American, like that's going to be the number one question. (laughs) No doubt. No doubt. I mean, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't agree more. Um, (laughs) I always think back to the arguments I would have with um, Damien. And of oh, course, yeah. Damien didn't know what he was talking about. But <laughs> <laughs> was I just, think we're getting on in a couple of weeks' time, opposite. so we can see what you have to say about that one. Yeah, he was uh, <laughs> he was just on the exact opposite of, of everything I said. And, um, you know, I'd he'd start screaming out liberal. And, um, you know, man, we had – me and Damien had so much fun. And, um, you know, he was actually like, you know, thinking back to it, he came up to me right away and asked me to have a drink off. Oh no. <laughs> that's, the, that's the most dating oh, thing. Oh no. He asked me to have a drink off because he wanted to be an American in, in drinking. And at first I was like, I can't do that, man. It's my first day. Like, I'm going to do something stupid. I'm going to end up on a train back to Minnesota tomorrow. <laughs> and um, so finally I agreed and we went drink for drink. And if it's something you guys remember about me, I don't know, but I typically didn't really get hung over. Um, right. Even to this day, I just kind of, luckily, I don't know, my dad's the same way. Um, and you guys see me go around for round with anyone. And we woke up the next morning, went to breakfast and he was hurting. <laughs> and, and it was Aiko was sitting next to us at breakfast. And he looked at me and said, you're from either Minnesota or Wisconsin. And I was like, how the, heck? yeah, I am like, how'd you know? He goes, well, I go to the university of Wisconsin, Madison for school. I was like, Oh yeah. Like for sure. So I got some buddies that go there and he looked at Damon. He said, don't ever try and do that dumb shit again. (laughs) (laughs) Damien's like, what? And he's like, this kid's from Minnesota. The lakes freeze. The only thing they do is drink fish, sleep, drink fish and sleep all over. (laughs) He's like, don't do it. (laughs) after that i mean me and damien became like best friends um right you know i became super tight with damien and i'd be walking through camp and i just hear coach yelled out top of the lungs and i knew who it was every time and um you know i was actually one of the first people that found out about him singing um because he wanted to keep it hush hush at camp yeah and you said he's coming on next eventually eventually well in an episode or two you I'm can gonna, blow him up on the spot and he'll, I'm he'll respond. this story out there before, before anything happens, <laughs> um, before he cuts me off forever <laughs> we go to, to a bar. We're in New York. And remember how we went to New York. Um, and, uh, everyone like took the bus and then I went with like James and Tom or James and was it James Jordan, a couple of those girls, Damien, we crammed in like two vehicles um, and went to uh, New York city before got a hotel and everything. I don't remember you guys remember we left early. Um, And that night, Damien's 10 sheets to the wind kid can't even walk. And he's like, I'm going to go in here and I'm going to sing. I'm like, all right, whatever. Everyone when they're drunk wants to sing. (laughs) Goes up to the bar. He goes up to the bar and he says, Kansas credit card. He says, I'm going to buy a drink for every single person in here. 
if you don't, he said, no, no, he said, put me at the front of the list. And if I don't impress, I'll buy a drink for every single person in here. And then I'm like, no, 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 no. Like he doesn't mean that. Like this bar is packed. It's a karaoke bar in downtown New York. And she's like, okay, sounds good. And he skips the whole entire line and he gets up there and just goes off. And I was like, <laughs> what the hell just happened? <laughs> and this was before anyone knew who he was. Right. And the next morning we wake up in the hotel room and I was just kind of like, Damien, you sang last night and he got weird really. He's like, no, I didn't know. I didn't. I said, no, you, you did. And he's just like, after that, everyone kind of knew who he was. And then he sang at camp and everything. And, um, but he had told me, he's like, it's, you know, it's treated diff- differently that I can sing. And, you know, cause I can't, you know, your phones and stuff, like you can't right. really look someone up, but if you type right. in his name with his first three letters of the name is he pops up like the dude's got it. But, um, man, just thinking back at camp, we had, we did so, we had so much fun and, right. um, you know, it was to this day, like, like I said, like hands down the best summer I ever had. Um, and I remember all you little European kids, <laughs> it is clean them out of my come out of my mouth so i can wore shorts that came to like halfway down your thigh and i wear shorts that come like just above the <laughs> knee you know, probably below my knee most of the time you wear shorts with pockets in them big cargo shorts with pockets well, i would never wear the cargo shorts <laughs> but i would wear i mean you can catch me dead wearing those but i'd like wear like basketball shorts or like my khaki shorts that like my golf shorts that I would wear like would come just above the knee you know to the point where like they look normal well then we'd go out and I'd be the only one with shorts that that high or that low so then I started like rolling them up you know just to try and look like, fit in which I've never done in my life like I think trying to fit in is stupid but I did it just because I was like I look like an idiot in all these pictures then I get home to Minnesota and I'm at going to my buddy's college party and I wear my shorts like that. And I walk in and they're like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> First words out of their mouth. You like, hung around the these fuck? Americans for two months and, and I now you're wearing short like, shorts. <laughs> I looked at him. I, I said, what the, f-? and I just like, it's like naturally just rolled them up. You know, wasn't thinking like had the Sperry's on. I was dressing like Mason, like <laughs> this day, they still New York Man. change you. Man, no. they they affect us every day, man. <laughs> and, well, like I was saying, speaking of fashion and saying earlier about you being the biggest Patriot uh, coach, I think I remember, was it the last night at Monty, you had like the biggest American flag T-shirt with a massive eagle on it or something? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. I did do that. Um, I went to Walmart right away. And I bought a me and Snelling bought nat- matching shirts with uh, an American Eagle on it, and um, pretty sure it was supposed to be like a kid's pajama shirt, but we rolled with it. <laughs> Coach, thank you so much for having us on today. Uh, we like to put everyone sort of on the spot every week and come up with one last quote or song or something of the week. Do you have any last words for us today? Quote or song. You can do both if you like. <laughs> any, any kind of quote that you live by or that you always remember or 
you could have a little sing song for us. I mean, you, you've already called Damien out with this singer, so maybe you could uh, give yeah, him a Yeah, let's see some there. of yours. Well, I'll tell you right now, Damien can sing and I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> we will leave it at that. Um, a quote that I like to live by, um, and it might be a little more, little too deep for this, but I roll with it. Um, a message to the people that should hit home for everyone is never let anyone get comfortable disrespecting you. Um, and I think it happens way too often without knowing, you know, um, obviously way too deep for the jokes and everything we've talked about, today. <laughs> but, um, you know, never don't let it happen. You know, if that happens, roll with it. There's other people out there. Um, you know, song wise, I'm going to end with, um, I've, I've, I have a lot more favorite songs than this song, but this song to me is camp and we're going to roll with a little bit of chicken fried. There we oh, go. Yeah. <laughs> wow, man. Just because that song was played on repeat because for whatever reason, I was obsessed with that song at camp. It's <laughs> such a good song though. It's such it a was good played, song. It was played always. Uh, Damien hooked me up and played that thing four times a night. I mean, it was, it was, <laughs> that was it right there. And I, to this day, I hear from people, they send me Snapchats of chicken fried and I always get a smile on my face. <laughs> well, that says it all folks. Uh, thank you so much for listening again this week. Uh, I just want to give a big good luck to our co-host Mason for moving to the big city of London this week. Stay tuned for a lot of new things coming from him as he moves out of his shitty little town that he calls Lowestoft. <laughs> oh, I'm looking forward to the big move, though. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Mason, do you have any closing out words for us today? Uh, just none other than thank you to Coach. It's been great to catch up and everything. Best of luck to your American Coach Adventures, or whether that's the, the marketing side of anything. Wish you all the best. And let's fingers crossed for just one final hurrah at Monty. I think it's something that we all want. Hey, look, it's either got to be one more summer or it's got to be one weekend trip to Mont to one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. Good night, folks. <laughs> <laughs>